Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Asher Agency, a full-service partner to clients nationwide. Asher's services include media planning, creative, digital, and social, website development, public relations, printing and fulfillment, and more. Anything you need to connect with your prospects and tell your story. To learn more, visit asheragency.com or contact us at hello at asheragency.com. My guest is Cody Heckber. Cody, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Well, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. So I understand you work with Melissa, correct? Yeah, Burn Apparel. I do. Yeah. She is my boss. Yep. So I've known Melissa. Melissa and I have never known each other well, but she's kind of an institution in marketing in Northeast Indiana. Yeah. So she must be a lot of fun to work with. And she I, is fantastic. She is the reason that I have the job at Burn Apparel. Okay. So... Hold that thought. I want to hear a little bit more about that. We're going to talk about your career path, but I'm super interested in how all that came together. And I, I want to start there because you have a less traditional, I won't call it non-traditional because, mm -hmm. because it's becoming a little more common, a less traditional entry into a career. What, what I'd like to hear about is when did you first start thinking about, here's what I might want to do later in life, and did you follow that path straight and direct, or did you take some turns along the way? Turns for sure, All right. um, but the path for me was as straight as I possibly could go. I yeah. mean, going back to when I was a kid, middle school, high school, my buddies and I would make high school videos mm -hmm. uh, for the classes. Every high school kind of has like a video yep. class for the mm -hmm. most part. Uh, the projects weren't supposed to be, you know, the craziest thing ever, and I took them to the next level. Every project I did, I even did other kids' projects because I wanted to film so much. Yeah, was there anything you can point to that sparked that interest or you just found that you really enjoyed it? I think my age, I mean, to show my age, I'm 30. Yep. And so when we looked at content on, we didn't really have YouTube. Mm -hmm. It was just starting when mm -hmm. I was um, 15 yeah. some years old. And so we had to watch all of our content traditionally on a traditional TV. Yep. We didn't have streaming, streaming platforms. So yep. there were shows that we always thought were funny, wakeboarding videos that we thought mm -hmm. were funny at that time. And so my buddies, it really came just because of these shows. And then yep. my buddies were the actors and I would direct and edit and do all this stuff. Nothing I knew about. I didn't yep. have access to books. It was, we just made it up as yeah. we went. And then that really just started going into the next level of, well, maybe I could be a photographer because I'm already shooting mm -hmm. video stuff. Mm -hmm. And that, I started taking senior photos in high school. So wow. all my classmates wow. were my clients. And well, so I was making money. Audience. That's yes. good. Yeah. So I could, I could literally just be like, hey, and there was no Instagram. Yeah. It was all word of mouth. So I was like yeah. able to just take their pictures well, and, and just, you know, word of mouth in school. And then yeah. they would see the stuff that they would get printed and so forth. And it just kind of really went from there. And then wow. I just kept going. So you're you're doing this, you know, almost as I don't want to say a hobby, but mm -hmm. it's something you're doing for fun and out of interest. What's your first real opportunity in addition to shooting senior photos? What's your first real opportunity yeah. to do it as a profession? Yeah. So when I started college, I uh, didn't know where I was going to go. So I went locally uh, to school here in Fort Wayne and I was sitting in class just like anybody's social media started kind of popping up. Yeah. I would post some of my work yep. here and there. And then a local um, radio yeah. group essentially saw some of that stuff. They brought me in as an intern. I worked at that internship. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't just show up. I wanted to work. Yeah. I wanted a job there. I got that job. Mm -hmm. And that was my first opportunity to make content for all these artists that would come into Fort oh, wow. Wayne okay. and film the interviews, just kind of like what we're doing today. Yeah. I was the guy that was setting everything up. Okay. I was the guy lugging all that, yeah. and really scripting that, editing it down and building um, content for these 
radio personalities, yeah. jocks, whatever you would mm-hmm. like to call them. Yeah. And that's where I really started to pick up the knowledge of how to really do certain things. Oh, that's great. So how long are you with the radio group then? I would say I was there for about a year and a half before they got bought out. Okay. So, All right. And then that turned into another opportunity. Okay. And what was that next opportunity? So the company got bought out and everybody kind of left. Yeah. Everybody dissolved. Mm-hmm. You know how kind of that the kind of goes. media today. Yep. Yeah. But for some reason they kept me. Not yeah. really sure why. Mm-hmm. So I just, all my friends left and it wasn't as fun. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call, hey, do you want to move to Portland, Oregon? Mm-hmm. And at this time, I'm just a kid still. And I'm like, do I take this? I, I'm not really going to college. I don't know where college is going for yeah. me. I don't want to spend all this yep. money. I'm, I just looked for the future of seeing where I was going to come out. And I thought, if I spend all this money, a lot of these, you know, before the hustle culture was around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I could really use my personality to build my own business mm-hmm. versus going to school and learning something yep. I could learn online. And then boom, YouTube really hit. And that's where everything started to change. I could learn from these guys and gals who were teaching these tutorials online. And I then took the job in Portland, moved away. First time I've ever moved away. I was 22 at the time. And that's when everything kind of started to change, honestly. So so what's the company in Portland? What, What kind of work are you doing out there? So this was a radio. So the... The Fort Wayne Mm -hmm. radio group I worked for only had a few stations. This company had like 200 plus radio stations. So the role was never defined. Every role I've ever had, I've either never had a resume for or it was never defined. Mm -hmm. I was told I had to, they liked me and they wanted me to figure out what it was. So it ultimately came down to, I was traveling the country, teaching radio personalities at 22, mind you. Mm how to build content yeah. for their social channels when all these guys are used to this right yeah. here. They're used yeah. to talking behind this. Mm-hmm. They had what they would call the face for radio, which was never true. Everybody mm-hmm. had great personalities. Yeah. And this 22-year-old kid's coming in and saying, you need to get on social media. Yeah. And everybody pretty much just told me to go away. Yeah. And so that was a really big <laughs> yeah. life lesson of like, I had to learn then as a kid, again, I didn't have school to teach mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. how to communicate with yeah. people, how to teach people. And along the way, I got that experience yeah. of really teaching people how um, how to build things and how to communicate. And at 22, it was a huge thing that sure. most of my friends are still in college. They're yeah. still partying. They're still mm-hmm. learning how to do all these things when I'm like immediately immersed into the culture of business. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're out in Portland, how long are you there? And then what do you do next? And why do you make that switch? So I was there for two years. Yep. And if any kid goes to college and goes away for college, I have a sister right now who's dealing with this exact same thing. They have the first year of, I love being away at college. And then the second year kind of kicks in and you're like, Mm -hmm. I miss mom and dad. I miss home. Mm -hmm. I went through that same thing. And so I had no friends really out there. I had a roommate who I luckily worked with at the radio group before it was sold in Fort Wayne. So we were roommates and I just felt like, this wasn't where I wanted to be long term. Yeah. And so I moved back and I lived on my parents' couch for mm-hmm. like six months. Yep. And had no job. Yep. It was the greatest, looking back, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my career because I got to choose for the first time who I wanted to be, mm-hmm. not what culture wanted, not yep. what family wanted. I, and in those radio days, part of traveling, I got to go to, um, award shows in Nashville and mm-hmm. meet a lot of these record label people. Yeah. And that's where the story turns again. Okay. So I, I'm sitting on my 
couch at my parents' house. And I'm like, what am I going to do next? Mm -hmm. And I had like a day of desperation. And I just reached out to somebody at a record label that I met for literally 15 seconds. And I just said, if you need anything, I'm available. Yep. And I got the call. Yeah. Social media helped me once again, and I got the call. Well, and it's a great reminder that if you don't ask, the answer is always no, right? <laughs> yeah. That, well, and that's exactly what yeah. my dad always taught me. Yeah. We, we, he always said that the worst thing that they're ever going to say is no, mm-hmm. whether it's a girl, mm-hmm. whether it's a job opportunity, yep. anything. And yep. so I, I've all, if I can teach anything to my young kids or anybody that's listening, I would say always ask. Yep. The worst thing they say is no. Yeah. And it's helped me. I mean, I wouldn't have yeah. the burn job now if yeah. I never would have asked. Yeah. So so you make this call. All of a sudden, you have an opportunity in Nashville. Is that correct? Yeah. So, yeah, at a record label. So talk about that and then what happens next. Sure. Yeah. So I, I messaged this person on Instagram. She is a VP of marketing at um, a record label in Nashville. There are, at the time, maybe 20-ish artists on this label. And I, I get the call. Hey, we'd love to have you come down. We'd love to have you make content for us and, you know, really develop this role. And then I wait. Mm-hmm. And then I wait. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm waiting for this record label executive to call me and essentially yeah. give me the offer letter. Yeah. And it you're does, not working, so those I'm hours not working. seem really long. So it's like yep. I'm like I'm thinking hours, then hours turn to days, yep. to weeks, and then I'm like at this point I'm like I don't think they're going to call. Mm-hmm. I got to go get a job. Mm-hmm. So I had to fill a job because I thought they forgot yeah. about me yeah. and I went and got another job. And I started this job and I was a month or two in and I randomly get a call one day wow. from a number and they say, hey, you ready to come down? And I was like, I, do I take this opportunity? Mm-hmm. Do I stay here? Do yeah. I continue to work for this company that I just signed on? Yep. I was trying to make improvements. Really, you mm-hmm. know, that's just who I am. And I had to talk to family and the owner of this company and say, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to get this again. I got to take it. And he was so nice to say, um, go for it. Yeah. And yeah, to this day, great. I have to thank him. You oh, know, yeah. Well, for, not everyone would be that generous. They'd be thinking about themselves. But no, it's great that 100%. had a broader vision. So you, so you go to Nashville mm-hmm. and what kind of work are you doing there and how long are you there? So essentially I was a digital content creator. Yeah. And in this world, and it can mean a lot of things. I'm a photographer, I'm yep. a videographer, graphic designer. I'm doing, you know, we did audio liners for a lot of these major streaming dev- um, companies. Yep. And so, like, that was my job was to take and build all the con- shoot, edit, deliver all this content. Yeah. And with one person doing it for all these artists, it's, it, and it wasn't every single artist I was doing stuff for as. Uh, singles came out as mm-hmm. EPs came out and so forth. It was my job to kind of help facilitate yeah. that. And that was about four years mm-hmm. of my life yeah. doing wow. a lot of that. Wow. Well, in Nashville's the big leagues, you're, you're it is. doing some real stuff with some real people. Yeah. 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 So, so it's a, it's a great world. It's chance of a lifetime. Why do you decide to do something different? So, when you're, I'm going to go back to my story a little bit, all the way back to when I was 15, making those videos in high school. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of us can reflect on this. I thought to myself, I want to get to the top. We all want to get to the top. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the top. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, you're like, what's next? Because mm-hmm. for me, that's where I was. At. I was yeah. like, what is next? I'm not. And I know a lot of people at the record label would understand this. I'm not a country 
listener. Yeah. So I think that at the end of the day, I was not as passionate. Mm -hmm. I was so focused on getting to the top. Mm -hmm. I wasn't focused at what was at the top. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. so um, I think that when I look back, I loved my boss. Mm -hmm. I loved everybody I worked with. I loved the experience. Yeah. It really crafted me into who I am now for burn. Mm -hmm. and I know we'll get into that, yeah. but I really think that sometimes you have to get to the top and find out what's at the top to realize where you kind of want to set up. Yeah. Well, and, and, and whatever that pinnacle is, is different for everybody. You know, there's people who just want to focus on career. There's people who want a more balanced life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you know, that's one of the things I've learned is what, what career success looks like for me is very different than what it looks like for other people. It's not better or worse. It's just mm -hmm. different. So you make that, you have that realization that that's what I thought I wanted, but maybe it's not really what I wanted. Mm -hmm. What do you do next? Well, during that time, obviously this is COVID mm -hmm. time, right? So the last two years of me being at the record label were uh, COVID hit mm -hmm. and having my, our son. Um, we, the last year I essentially made a call to my boss and I said, I think that we want to move home. Mm -hmm. I didn't think there was going to be an option for me to work from home, yeah. meaning work from Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana, yeah. and Nashville. And, and this is a conversation you're having prior to March of 2020? Uh, yeah. So it I seems like this will never happen. This was this would have been like pretty much the year and a half into COVID. Yeah. I pretty much was like, I told my wife, I know that... Um, I know they're not going to let me move uh, home and uh, have this job yeah. because, but right now everybody is at home. Yeah, we yeah. could not see our artists. Mm -hmm. We could not go to film sets. We couldn't do yeah. anything. So it didn't really matter where you were. No, yeah. and so I had just, I pretty much like put in my res resignation, and um, there was a conversation that was like, "Well, what are you going to do?" Mm -hmm. And I said, "I don't know, but." I know I need to take my family back to Indiana mm -hmm. and be with my family yeah. and her family. Yeah. And they said, well, what if you could do this from home? Yeah. And I said, let's try it. Yep. You know? And so I worked essentially oh, wow. from yeah. our barn um, yeah. here for a year. And that got real lonely because, mm -hmm. again, like yeah. anybody can relate to this. You just, sure. it's the working from home life. But I was traveling once COVID kind of was dissolving. Yeah. I was traveling from Fort Wayne to Nashville a lot. Yeah. And it was staying down there, coming back, staying down there, coming back. Yeah. And after a while that those That's a long six commute. and a half hour drives <laughs> yeah. yeah, just for like a four hour content mm -hmm. day to turn yeah. around and then have to get back up the next Especially morning. Especially when your kids are young. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And so I think one day out of, and this will uh, move into the next part of, of the story is that my son and I were doing some stuff around, um, we have like a wood burner mm -hmm. and we have to fill the wood mm -hmm. burner ev up every winter to, to heat our barns and, mm -hmm. and where we live. And my wife just took a picture of me and a pair of burn yep. um, bibs and my son. And that I posted that to social media once again. That opened up a door and for And you have us. no connection to Burn no. at this time. Interesting. But, yeah. So I had no connection to anybody at Burn. I had, a, I had a customer. Yeah, yeah. A customer. I had... Um, Two classmates who actually worked there yep. from Norwell, yep. and but out of touch. You yep. know, we it's not like we you know really talked to each other, so it's like there was no real connection. Yep. And then I get essentially a, a DM from Melissa um, and the team, the marketing team, essentially saying like, you know, would you want to shoot for us? And mm -hmm. we built that relationship up. Wow. So was the post 
with you and your son, did you mm-hmm. say? Mm-hmm. Was that what Melissa saw and then she dug in a little deeper? I believe so. Yep. I, I, I don't want, I, I believe that's how it went. Yeah. And then it was kind of like me saying again, hey, if you need anything, because I'm still working for the record label when that post went yeah, out. Yeah, but so, you know you want to do something. But I, I was kind of mentally yeah. ready. And so she was like, well, why don't, why don't you do it? test shoot for us yeah and we took that test shoot and i don't do things just a little i Mm -hmm. took that test shoot and i went above and beyond and that was when it i think it started for them like what because they had other photographers across the country they had influencers who were doing stuff for them and i think just the difference was the work you know Mm -hmm. just putting in the work and communicating and luckily i was right down the road so was this a case i know a lot of organizations have made this shift was this a case where they were using external resources for this stuff and they decided we need someone in-house it was is a little bit of both they had somebody Mm -hmm. um prior to me and that person had left yeah and i think there was a void to Uh, and so they were using that Mm -hmm. external side and then that's when i kind of like i think it was just right timing and i think that's a lot of my you know career has been right place right time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for people who don't know what burn apparel is, Mm -hmm. give me the 20, Melissa's been on the podcast. So if people heard that episode, some of this will be repetitive, Sure, but give from your perspective, the 20,000 foot view on what burn apparel is. Yeah. So burn apparel is a workwear company. Mm -hmm. We specialize in workwear for those who like to work, whether that is your garden or construction site or any workwear related projects. Yep. And so we've been around since 1915. Most people think we've been around for like five, 10 years, Mm -hmm. but we've actually been around since 1915. And that's a really long time. Yeah. And we were born in burn Indiana, Mm -hmm. which if, you're listening in Fort Wayne is only about a 30, 45 minute yep. drive from here. Yep. And so they started back in the day building bibs and we've come to create a massive catalog and we're just here to really create the best work where possible. And Cody, what's your role on the team? I, you, you've alluded to it, but talk about how you fit into that organization. So my official role is like a digital marketing specialist. Yep. And so all the experience going back to the beginning is I help shoot videos. I help yep. shoot. I just help create content yep. essentially. But there's more than that. I, you know, I help a lot of the digital e-com stuff. So you go to our website now. The way that the website look, it's all like intentional, very mm-hmm. designed for uh, a lot of our users who are old and young. Yep. And so that is stuff that I help drive. I make. I ask those questions, get the answers, and I build it. Yeah. And so that is really any email that you get from us. I'm the one curating that and building that social media and our new show work. Where I host that. And so like, there's a lot, just kind of like the podcast. Yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff from the digital world that I'm involved in. So let's talk about workwear. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that project, how you're involved, what it involves and what your hopes are. For sure. Down the line. So when I started, so my year uh, at Burn was just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and actually it was last week. Mm-hmm. And early on in me getting hired, I was like, we need to have our own content. Because let's be honest, no one gets on Instagram, no one gets on Facebook and says, I want to look at a workwear brand. I care about a workwear Mm -hmm. brand. They don't. We don't. And that was our biggest issue is we have, we have great gear. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows our legacy. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that we are the affordable, durable brand, but we just didn't have a lot of heart. And I think that that early on was something that I wanted to really showcase was the heart of why people choose burn. And so we, so we've made some switches in our, our branding, right? 
We used to be burn apparel, then we were burn workwear, and now we're back to burn apparel. So mm-hmm. I think that we wanted to like really create a streamlined branding. Yeah. And so I took that workwear and turned it into workwear the show. And with the spelling of it confuses people because workwear is W. E A R mm-hmm. where yep. ours is W H E R. So working where you work. And yep. that was the whole goal was to find the heart and the passion of people all across America in these little small towns that no one's ever going to recognize. Yeah. And I wanted to highlight them. I wanted mm-hmm. to go find these people who people probably have forgotten about, don't really think about and really showcase their stories and travel to them and, yeah. and really show that. And it is it is working. Like it is really starting to work. So is it is it a qualifier that that person be a uh, a loyal customer to burn up? Is it known that they are people who are bought into your brand? It is a big thing for yeah. us because we that would make sense. Yeah. Right? So we yeah. have an episode coming out pretty soon, um, and I don't know exactly when this episode is going to be released of the podcast, but but we have an episode coming out that is about worms. Mm-hmm. Right. They they have a worm farm. Yep. And what was really neat about this episode was one of the guests on there, he had brought out his burn apparel jacket that he's been wearing since 1980, oh, like cool. the 80s, essentially. Yeah. And he said, and I have my dad's jacket. Oh, wow. And I have my burn bibs. Oh, wow. And so like, we really yeah. got to talk about this. And a lot of the other guests that we've had have owned articles of burn, and we've just gotten to really talk about that. So that's super cool. So how are you finding these folks? Are you finding them because of social media content they're posting? Is it through customer records? How are you identifying them? Yeah, great question. So um, the simple answer is there's a couple that we have found just via Google. Yeah. Right? We have just been like, we've got on Google Maps. Yep. And I'm like looking up like places locally because right now it's just really easy for us to shoot everything locally. And there's a lot of stories here. Yeah. And it also comes back to our heritage of we're from here, so Mm -hmm. we want to invest in here. And so a lot of these companies will just get on Google and just like punch in and say, oh, there we're going to do one with a reindeer farm mm-hmm. coming up. Oh, and, cool. and I didn't know there was a reindeer yeah. farm. There's a worm farm three hours from here. So yeah. we just really like try to find these really unique places that may never be seen yeah. and, and just kind of go from there. So it sounds like you kind of re-engineer from... What, what's what's the type of work that's reflective of the customers we want to reach? Who's doing that? And then backing up from that. Yeah. yeah. And even just, you know, it's not just really, really interesting jobs. It's the basic jobs. Yeah. We just did, uh, and I shouldn't necessarily say basic, but just the ones that you, the, the ones you don't think about. We just did one the, for the Cedar Creek that, Meats. The ones that keep the world operational yeah, that people yeah. don't think about. Yeah. So we just did, <laughs> we just uh, yesterday released our episode of Cedar Creek Meats, and the strategy for us was to find places that were doing something just a slight bit mm-hmm. different, just like Burn is. Yeah. We're doing things a little bit differently than everybody else, and we yeah. wanted to capitalize on that. And with Cedar Creek Meats, what was great about meeting uh Tom and Laura, the owners, uh, co-owners of this company, was they raise their own cattle, they raise mm-hmm. their own grain, they raise their own hay, they just really take care, and then they have the butcher shop. Yeah. So we're really trying to tell that story. And it's not an educational show, necessarily. Mm-hmm. It is a show about passion yeah. and really finding out the community that, just like Burn, we want to find the passion that people love for us, and we want to give that back. Yeah, well, that's great. So you've got workwear, which is obviously taking up a lot of your time. What are some of the other things 
without giving away too many secrets. Yeah. What are some of the other things you're spending your time on? Is this specifically for Burn? Yeah. Yeah, so we just um, overhauled our website. So yeah. we have been really spending a lot of time really thinking about how customers shop yeah. and really making it easier for them. So yeah. that was a big task in itself. There's just a lot of other content-driven things that we're doing right now to really showcase different kinds of customers and getting new customers to us. The people that have known us for a long time yeah. continue to shop. They continue to go to their farm store sure. or buy from our website or Amazon. But we are really trying to move forward as a company and, and the marketing team specifically with new customers mm -hmm. and really getting to show them why Burn cares about you, why we care about our workwear, and why we can fit into your lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a big job. <laughs> it's a big job. It's yeah. really fun. And Melissa is spearheading all that with our with our team. Um, and I think for such a small team, you know, you, you would think you look at some of these other bigger brands and you're like, they probably have a massive team. Mm -hmm. We have four. Wow. So a lot of the stuff that you're seeing from us is done by four people. Wow. And wow. it's insane how much we are doing. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a lot of processing. It's a lot of rebuilding and it's a lot of growing. So in addition to creating the content, are you actually managing social media for the brand? Yeah, yeah I am. Okay. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of that. Um, sometimes we'll like trade off here and there depending on, mm -hmm. you know, schedules. But yeah, for the most part, a lot of the posting and, and responding is either Melissa and or I. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't realize it was that tight of a team. That's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's pivot to some quick hit questions. And these okay. can be as quick hit as you want them to be. They don't have to be quick. Yeah. Let's talk about career advice. You've alluded to some some things you've learned along the way, but what, what do you think is your best career advice if you were talking to your kids or someone who was you know coming up into their career and you had a chance to share with them maybe the most important thing you've learned about being successful in your career, being fulfilled in your career? What would you say that is? Yeah. Um, one, I think success is really hard to define. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you define success as making a lot of money, I think that's going to be a really tough road. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would, for me, I would say the number one thing is, we already talked about this, but just ask. Yeah. Just ask. It, it doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, I never would have got workwear if yeah. I never would have asked the owners if I could have this show. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have gotten this job if I never would have asked. Yeah. And, and and anything, I just say, just ask. Even if you're in a current position and you want to try yeah. something new, ask. Well, it's the great thing about the environment now is, you know, this this podcast was an ask I made of Asher. It was like, mm -hmm. hey, do we want to do this? And one of the reasons I've been here for 18 years is the answer the answer is sometimes yes. It's not yeah. always yes, but it's like, yes, yeah, try it. See what happens. And, you know, three years later, two and a half years later, here we are. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great advice. And I think it is really super important for people to build that habit early in life because it kind of builds upon itself. If yeah. you get used to rejection, it doesn't feel all that bad. And you know that the worst thing, as you said earlier, if the worst thing is somebody says no, move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I've learned for me specifically about the just ask part of it is it is a massive confidence builder. Mm -hmm. I don't think when you're 20 years old and you're starting your career or yeah. you're coming out of college soon after that, you're thinking, I've got to get a job. I'm going to sit at a desk or I'm going to do this. But when you start to ask and people say yes, it does build your confidence. For sure. And when they say no, it should build your confidence. It shouldn't be a bad thing. And I think that that would be the part B of the yeah. just ask is take yes as a win and take no as a win. Mm -hmm. Because if you take no as a win, 
then you're going to continue to learn how to ask better questions. Maybe you didn't do your research. Maybe you didn't ask it at the right time. Timing is everything. And so I think that as you continue to just ask, you know, you're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to build that confidence. And I think, honestly, when I look back at my career, I wasn't a, I wasn't, you know, well-spoken all the time. And I think the more I've asked, the the more I've learned how to be a, a better businessman, a better dad, a better husband. Yeah. Because you have to do that in your home life, too. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, that's great. All right. Second quick hit question. What's something about the work you can do? It can be creating social media content. It can be video content. Could be something completely unrelated to that. Could be about burn apparel. What's something about the work that you do that is either misunderstood, maybe underappreciated, or it's a myth or a misconception that you think deserves to be amplified a little bit? Mm. You know, I'm going to go back to workwear because it is my passion right Mm -hmm. now personally, and it is my baby. I would say that, you know, obviously we want a million views on every episode, but the show at the end of the day is not about me. Mm -hmm. The show is about the guests and it's about the community. And I think that that is one thing that if anybody hears uh, what I have to say about it, it's I want people to know that we do care about our community. That's why we built a show. And a show is not just grab a camera and go. There's budgets behind shows. Mm -hmm. There's money backing shows. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of coordinating. There's a lot of travel. There's a lot of editing. I mean, we, we don't just spend 10 minutes on an episode. We spend weeks on episodes making sure they're crafted and there's only two of us making it so we're spending more time than most yeah and so we really want people to know that one burn is backing a show that is about the community that we're selling products to Mm -hmm. and they're not just products there are things that you wear every single day when you're doing any project and that's what we want is people to know that burn does care yeah if you ever go go to a farm store and you're making a decision there's one company in there that really does care about yeah. you. Yeah. Well, that's great. All right. Last quick hit question. What's something you use in your work? It could be an app. It could be a tool. It could be a piece of technology. It could be something that's analog. It could be a book. Mm. Um, something that informs your work that is important to you and you think deserves a little bit of recognition. I think it's hard for me because, like, I think any answer that I give is going to be, you know, I could say chatbot and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But I, for being my age, honestly, the best thing is not an app. It is not online. It is actually just this right here. Mm. I love going into – Melissa will tell you. If you call yeah. her right now, she'll say, how often does Cody come into my office? And <laughs> she'll probably say, too much. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> my, my number one app for me personally is people. Yeah. I built my career off of talking to people and asking questions. That's why I have a show. I mean, yeah. I have a show that is literally about asking questions yeah. about what is this? How do we do this? And I do the same thing with my job every single day because there are people, the internet has answers, but people have better answers mm-hmm. and they're going to tell you stories and they're going to teach you better than yeah. Google is going to do. And I think that is really the number one thing that has helped me is going into Melissa's office and asking her question, going into another department head and saying, why do we do, build something like yeah. this? Why, how do, how do, why do these people put everything on sale? Like, and they can teach me. I can Google all these, but I don't want to Google those. I sometimes yeah. want to ask a real person. Yeah, well, and I think that's something that everybody needs to hear, especially people who are your, closer to your age than mine, because everybody's looking for a quick fix. You know, they're, they're looking to chatbots and chat GPT. Not that those are bad tools. They're mm. good tools. Yeah. But 
but they're not going to do all the work for you. And there's something about the human experience that still matters that a lot of those tools can't replicate. Exactly. You, know, you can't build an app that's going to tell you about how someone navigated challenges in their career, how they navigated parenthood, which you're navigating right, right now. Right. That's just human to human stories and learning what doesn't work and what does and then trying it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's not an app for that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, Cody, this has been great. It's been great getting to know you and hearing a little bit about your work. I appreciate you doing it. Of course. Thank you. Well, thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We'll be back next time with another guest, and we hope you'll join us then.